Welcome to The Flock, a podcast about the parishioners of St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church in Goshen, Indiana. Now, join David Post as he talks with the people of St. John's about their faith and how they try to live it every day. Welcome back to another episode of The Flock. This week, we are interviewing James Richardson. Wow, messed that up. Sorry. Uh, Director of Sacred Music at St. John's, and we're excited to interview him. We've had a few of our other guests that have uh, encouraged us to reach out to you and interview you, so we're excited to hear from you. Uh, But first, we are going to start with a prayer from Mr. Sepp. All right. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, dear Lord, just excited for another opportunity to get to know another member in your church, another member of the flock here, and just have James share how you have touched his life and how he tries to bring that to the rest of us in his role. Be with us tonight, be with David and James, and fill their hearts, fill their minds with the words that you want them to share. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Hey, James. So. Um, usually I just have guests kind of start off and talk a little bit about uh, their background and mm-hmm. where they're from and how they ended up at St. John's. So if you don't mind, yep. start from the beginning and we'll go from there. Okay. Uh, grew up in Toledo, Ohio. Okay. Cradle Catholic. Uh-huh. Uh, very happy Cradle uh-huh. Catholic. Okay. Good. Um, I grew up at your typical Novus Ordo parish, uh, which I have a tendency to throw lots of like liturgy words in okay. there so stop me here okay. um and uh i grew up at a very big thriving modern parish okay. so um we had we had uh two organists we had three priests wow. uh grade school k through eight two classes each of 32 wow big school yeah 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 uh and i kind of went through it at it's in the middle of its heyday where masses were like standing room only and stuff like that wow. you know yeah um really vibrant community vibrant community wasn't the most edifying liturgical space okay church in the round or kind of in the round in the square um yeah. if you took the crucifix and the pipe organ out it could be a gymnasium kind okay. of thing so um that always left me wanting but mercifully i was spared from the worst of a lot of liturgical shenanigans yeah, yeah. that happens elsewhere yeah, yeah. um but uh, very, very faithful parents. Um, my dad's from a big Catholic family. My okay. mom's from an even bigger Catholic family. She's <laughs> one of 13. All right. Um, dad was one of six, you know. Yeah. Grandparents, cradle to grave, you know. Both just sides. Both sides. Okay. Um, grew up praying family rosary. Nice. You know, mom's the heart of the home. But my uh-huh. dad also has never, ever, you know, yeah. missed. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say, since this is primarily for the parish, yeah. uh, I was kind of an analog to Peter Rader oh, in terms okay. of like the Uber server there sure. all the time. Sure. And then I was very blessed because our um, parish MC uh-huh. uh, was also the MC for the cathedral. Oh, okay. So then he started drafting me into serving for the bishop at our cathedral, sure. especially for big masses. Uh-huh. Um so that was really wonderful for me because uh-huh. then I grew up with some really august liturgies, and yeah. which if you've never been to the cathedral in Toledo, it is it's really phenomenal. Yeah. It's it's really something, and um, so so it just was a really 
great experience for me. I yeah. I thought everyone was Catholic growing up <laughs> because yes. Toledo is very Catholic. Mm -hmm. We had like yeah. 34 Catholic grade schools, something like that. Yeah. Six Catholic high schools, you know, two Couple, all girl, two all boy, two co-ed. And yeah. um, so that was my whole world until I got to college and then okay. found it was a very different, <laughs> different. story. But Okay. And where um, did you go to college? So I did my undergrad at DePaul University okay. um, in Greencastle, Castle, Indiana. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, was a music and French double major there. Okay. And then um, went and did my master's degree down at the University of Oklahoma. Oh, okay. In Oregon as well. Wow. Okay. And and what were those college experiences like? I mean, obviously different from uh, your yeah. experience in Toledo. but Right. So I had... I had a great home life. Yeah. But I was never popular in grade school. Okay. And uh, I was very, very, very ostracized in high school. Okay. I went to an all guys Catholic high school. Sure. Um, was the one arts kid in a very like sports macho right. central right. situation. And it's one of those schools probably where they kind of recruit for sports and everybody's there's that yeah. but there's just um in any all-male environment there becomes this kind of culture of machismo yeah 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 which is something that neither interested me nor was anything that i could be successful sure. at frankly and uh we were supposed to wear suits every day to school because it was yeah. private catholic yep, yep. college prep and um there were all sorts of issues going on and unfortunately i wrote an article in our school newspaper about how we should live up to our image and sure. start to act and dress like it because i'd seen yeah. something really bad at a hockey game with some sure. of our guys and some parents and the day my article was published in the school paper was the same day that the principal had directed the um, staff to do a dress code crackdown Oh. And in a school of 750, there were 500 demerits handed out for dress code. And everyone thought it was my fault. Fault, yeah. And I was eaten alive. I'm sure, yeah. Had to tape the slats on my locker shut because of all the nasty notes. I yeah. had to have more than one suit coat because so many people were coming up, drawing nasty graffiti on my back in the hallway. My stuff was stolen. Uh -huh. Our house was vandalized. It was real bad. Yeah. Like, I watched a Dateline special on bullying one time and thought, that's not that bad from one of the kids, yeah, you know? Yeah. So you've just about never met anybody who was so ready and eager to go yeah, away to college. Sure. So in a roundabout way, that's my way of saying, like, yeah. I was very happy to go to college. Yeah. And I finally, like, I got out of that toxic environment, yeah. um, which, you know, impacted my health, like, for years and stuff. And, yeah. um, and then I finally found my people, as it yeah, were, you yeah, know, yeah, just yeah. a bunch of other people who were, like, uber obsessed with music yeah. and pursuing you know excellence in a yeah. different way yeah and so that was really wonderful and i was very blessed um DePaul is beautiful uh -huh. it's called the harvard of the midwest okay and um i was i went there on a full scholarship nice. and uh so, so it was wonderful were you able to find a, a faith community there as well <sighs> there there is a catholic parish very small country parish okay. very underwhelming sure nothing really there and actually i did have a crisis of faith briefly during college okay um fraternity brother of mine kind of talked me out of it for a little while and yeah it was not not good um did some soul searching but sure. um our lady redeemed that for me okay so uh there's this uh charity called the 101 foundation okay. which 
some people here may know of. Okay. And uh, it's a Catholic group. Okay. They do, you know, mailers, newsletters, all sorts of things. Sure. And uh, the lady who runs it does pilgrimages as well. Right. And my mom was getting the 101 newsletter and there was a scholarship competition. They were going to, there was going to be a um, Marian pilgrimage. Okay. And uh, they were going to select two people to send. send. Sure. And I ended up winning. And so oh, awesome. between my freshman and sophomore year, I believe it was, um, I got to go on a 21 day pilgrimage through Portugal, Spain, and France. Oh, wow. We, yeah. Um, totally free. We only had to get me to New York. And then once we took off from New York, right. everything was covered Covering. and it was amazing. So I saw a uh, bleeding host in Portugal, crucifix that's been seen to come to life nearly a thousand times, been to Fatima, Lourdes, Garbandal. We went to Santiago de Compostela, which is where the Apostle St. James, James is buried. buried yeah. And we were there on the feast day of St. James, which oh, is wow. their biggest oh, yeah, thing sure all it's... year, right? Yeah. And so it's this ancient Spanish village with this yeah. huge cathedral because uh -huh. that's where the Camino goes. Mm -hmm. So they've, yep. you know, it's huge basilica from the medieval ages sure. and um, huge square out front. And the lady who ran it, God love her, she was determined to get us into the Basilica that day. And so um, we made it in. And what's really fascinating there is they have a giant thurifer, which a thurifer is, um, that's the thing that you swing that has incense in it that actually burns, right? Yes. Have you heard of this? Well, I've seen it in, there's a movie about the Camino and at okay. the end they have a scene where I think, yeah, 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 it's just like massive, right? It's, it's like, like multiple, a flying Weber grill. Yes, yeah, yes. It, it is. And it's and got like multiple people. It, it takes like it. seven guys and yeah. they swing it and it goes all the way up to the triforium in the transepts. Okay. It was yeah, it was. And you amazing. got to see it. Live. I got to see it live. Yeah, you know, the there were like James. multiple wow. cardinals, like I don't know, fourteen bishops or something. All yeah. these Eastern Orthodox dignitaries, huge processions, and it was really cool. Yeah, that'd be a life changing event. I'm yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Wow. And then I was dipped in the waters at Lourdes, and um, you know, Fatima is Fatima is incredible because Lourdes Lourdes is amazing. It's this huge. Yeah. You know, I've seen 10,000 people kneeling in Eucharistic adoration. That'll really like sure. do something to you. But um, Fatima is like a lot more quiet. Oh, it's a lot more okay. prayerful. Okay. So if anybody only gets to go to one or the other, I actually recommend Fatima. And let me get this straight. Fatima's in Portugal. Fatima's Portugal. Lourdes, yeah. is, Lourdes is in France. Right? Correct. Okay. Okay. Um, and, uh, I was, I was very blessed. I got to lead music from the Ambo at the oh, altar wow. where our lady appeared in the grotto and stuff. Yeah. And so it was right next to the statue of our lady, like the statue, you know, and, um, just amazing. Yeah. You know, and, and you're in college at this point. And right? I'm in college at that point. Yeah. And I, I had already had a reversion, you know, after sure. my little brief, you know, no. yeah. Wow. So I I credit pretty much everything to yeah. Our Lady. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. So then, uh, obviously, come back from this pilgrimage and then move on to Oklahoma, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And you did your graduate studies there, correct? Okay. So the big question is, how do you end up in Goshen? So, for the longest time, uh, so my wife was a music and Spanish major in undergrad oh, okay. and then she ended up coming out to Oklahoma as well uh -huh. 
obviously we weren't married at that point. Okay. And um, they actually had the non-music related program that she wanted to do there as well. Okay. And so, so you guys knew each other before you went to Oklahoma. Correct. Okay. okay. Yeah. And then she came out to Oklahoma okay. and then that's, you know, at that yeah. point we were engaged um, yeah. when we went to Austria and um, where were we? Uh, what was your question? <laughs> how you got back to Goshen. Sorry, oh, yeah, and you yeah, just yeah, threw yeah. in there Austria. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah, assuming yeah, we're going to have to take a well, side trip there too, but go ahead. Yeah, well, I got to do an amazing, sorry, Brian. That's I got to do an amazing um, music festival where we went and sang Haydn's creation with full orchestra. And it was the first time that it had ever been, um, choreography had been set to it as a ballet. And so we got to do Haydn's creation, which is like 90 minutes of amazing orchestral full choir uh -huh. music in the Haydn Saal at the Esterhazy Palace. And so then we went on a day trip down the Danube to um, Dernstein and then I composed to her, or compo <laughs> composed, uh, proposed to her on oh, the wow. um, balcony of the cathedral overlooking the River Danube. So that was a pretty good day. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I've been really, really blessed in my yeah. life. So at any rate, we finally get married. And um, yeah. then uh, once we had our son, yeah, we were, you know, it was like a 14 hour drive to my parents, yeah. you know. Yeah. And uh, so we were only seeing my parents once a year. And then yeah. once we had our son, we really wanted to be closer to family. Absolutely. But at first we were prioritizing Katie's job. That's okay. what I was trying to remember. And uh, she wanted to work in... Um, adult higher education sure. you know she worked for the university of oklahoma okay. after we graduated for a while helping yeah. international students get oh, their right. visas and all sure. that stuff but she was the final candidate for a bunch of jobs and then it just didn't happen so then we were finally like all right well we're gonna have to start looking for me to find a sure. job and i actually found the posting for st joe's in mishawaka uh-huh and i was like oh man this looks perfect big beautiful church you know yeah, the whole yeah, bit yeah. and uh, and i'm very like that style of architecture yeah, 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 like, yeah. really it speaks to me yeah, yes, yeah for yes. sure and um so i sent my information to father chris uh -huh. and then i looked up the bulletin and in his letter that week he, he said uh, like oh thank you to the parishioners who helped host our candidate for music director this weekend and i was like oh no so in the background lo and behold it was a great blessing because yeah. he knew father royce was looking and gave my information to father royce and father royce called, called me you. okay and then you know obviously we clicked and the rest is history i, I just laugh because we always wonder like how does father royce find these people <laughs> yeah oh it was a total god thing right because that that awesome. goshen wasn't even on my radar no but this was perfect because my parents are in toledo yep. and my wife's parents were down in indy oh so, so it's a great halfway right point yeah, yeah exactly yeah. awesome yeah okay. So then uh, you've come to St. John's. Mm -hmm. how, how long have you been here? I, I'm Five years now. I know. It's hard to believe. Okay. So um, tell us a little bit about your experiences at St. John's so far. Like, mm -hmm. um, obviously stepping into a new role. This was your first church that you worked at? No. Or had you worked at another parish in Oklahoma? Yeah, I had I had done, uh, I had played for churches all through sure. like high school and stuff. And then um, in undergrad, I had... I had a Protestant church job. I was obviously still going to mass. Sure. But, um, and then in graduate school, I did a graduate position at a Lutheran church for a while. And then eventually um, I was, I worked for the National Shrine of the Infant Jesus of Prague okay. in Oklahoma, okay, uh, which is a fully indulgent shrine. They set up during World War II. People okay. couldn't get across to go to Prague to make the pilgrimage to the okay. Infant Jesus. So they fully indulgenced a church in America that people could get to because of the submarines, you know, you couldn't oh, cross wow. the channel. Yeah. 
And uh, so I worked for them for a while and uh, I had the most wonderful pastor there. He was an Anglican convert okay, and uh, loved the best of the best of what the church is. And yeah. he had had a communion rail reinstalled. He's the yeah. priest who first started asking me to sing like Gregorian chant and oh, wow. all sorts of okay. stuff. So it was, it was amazing. Yeah. And then he was reassigned and we had a different pastor come in and sure. everything fell apart. It was really sad. So, uh, and then I worked for St. Mary's uh, again. So I, I was working full-time for the university of Oklahoma sure. after I graduated and then um, had a church job on the weekends, but this is my first full-time, full-time church. Yeah. Okay. Nice. But, so um, what are some of the maybe memorable experiences or uh, influential people that have kind of helped you settle in at St. John's and uh, kind of in this community? Because I know you do some stuff at Goshen College too, is that Yeah, correct? so I am the adjunct instructor of Oregon there. Now I haven't had anybody sign up for lessons in a couple of semesters, but, okay. um, but I do offer lessons for them. Sure. And uh, it, honestly, the biggest thing is, Father Royce. Yeah. I mean, he and I really meld really yeah. well and have a shared kind of yeah. traditionally oriented liturgical sure. vision and sure. all of that. You know, um, I've kind of joked that he's he's really like what's kept me here yeah. for a long time. Sure, because um, I, I don't think I don't know if people really realize how good we have it at St. John's liturgically. Yeah, um, we have very very reverent priests. Yeah. And it's not the norm. I'm yeah, sad right, to say, right. but it's just not. Right. And um, we have we have reverent priests. We have priests who really believe in the Eucharist and actually act like it. Yeah. I mean, you watch their mannerisms at the altar and how yeah. they purify the sacred vessels even, right? I mean, it's just yeah. incredible. Um, but the other thing is having that liturgical vision to actually have a more traditional liturgy because sure. I, I love the Latin Mass. Yeah. Um, and so I could happily live in yeah, that world and yeah. frankly if i wasn't doing this i probably would. would um so this is the closest thing that i've ever found yeah the closest novus ordo analog yeah. to that yeah um you know like very few churches sing the creed right we sing the creed at the 11 a.m mass like that is so rare yeah but that's like a wonderful thing and that's what we're supposed to do yeah according to the second vatican council sure you know and so uh, yeah so Father Royce has really been, you know, and obviously I love, I love my choir members. I yeah. tease them all the time. They're small but mighty. You yeah. know, we're kind of rebuilding this year, and we've had sure. some people come and go, but yeah, um, just as a general rule, like I love the choir. Yeah, and 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 I guess this may be more for me than everyone else, but can you give us a little insight? What goes into like preparing for the mass each week? Because I'm mm -hmm. sure there's way more than I would ever expect. I mean, obviously, I'm assuming you're putting together the um, worship aids, worship aids yep. and all those things, but like what kind of things go into uh, making the mass each week? So there's there's actually a lot. Now, it, it might be a little bit more for me than for some other music directors because sure. we don't have a hymnal, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I make the worship aids, which mm. I, I'm very careful to make them very nice. I yeah, try yeah. really hard for yeah. that. And um, so first thing I do, um, assuming it's not a special liturgy like Easter Vigil or something like that, yeah. where there's like all these things, right? And you're referencing the Missal. Mm -hmm. 
uh, the first thing I do is go to the readings for the week mm-hmm. and look at what our scriptures are. Mm-hmm. And then I look at what the propers are, which the propers are the chants that are actually assigned to each mass. Okay. So a lot of people don't realize that just like there's assigned readings, mm-hmm. there actually are assigned things that we're supposed to be singing. Okay. And so one of the changes we made, I don't know, probably close to two years ago now, yeah. is that when we sing an entrance hymn, you may have noticed there. there's always like a little antiphon and verse symbol. That's because those hymn texts are actually tropes of what the proper is. So what the actual chant okay. is supposed to say, yeah. it's it's a poetic rendering of that so okay. that we're actually singing the text of the propers when okay. we sing the entrance hymn. And then we sing the Gloria Patri. And then the next thing I do or the choir does is then chant the antiphon in Gregorian chant, okay. albeit in English, right? Okay. Normally what you do is you chant the antiphon and then the doxology or the Gloria Patri, and then you repeat the antiphon. So that's how that works. That's why we do it that way. Um, So I I go to the scriptures and I go to the propers and I try and find hymn texts that are directly related to whatever that liturgy is and then find good melodies to match them up with. And, And so there's that portion of it. And then there's also just the forming the choir and looking for good motets that are appropriate for the day okay. as well. But there's, there's like hours of yeah. back end planning and uh-huh. searching. Like I don't pick any hymn by accident, right? Certain hymns that we may sing. It's just a two minute offertory hymn. It may have taken me an hour and a half to find that right exact text, text. or whatever, yeah. you know, cause I'll like search by lines of scripture and stuff. Wow. So when do you start this process? So like, do you do like, at the beginning of the week and you work through it all week or do you work ahead a couple of weeks or how does it work? The goal is to work ahead a few weeks. Uh, sure. <laughs> the practice is that that rarely happens. <laughs> uh, I do try to be a little further out with what I want the choir to sing because okay. they need weeks of yeah, rehearsal. Yeah, yeah, sure. But at least in terms of hymns. Oh, and the other thing I forgot is Psalms. So I don't know if you noticed two weeks ago in the worship aid, I, I put a picture of a medieval manuscript. Actually, there wasn't this week as well, okay, okay. right? So the other thing that I do is I've been writing all of our psalm settings for the okay. last couple of years. Okay. And so I will look at whatever the refrain text is. Yep. I will look that up in Latin. Okay. And then I have this great uh, database that indexes basically every library around the world that has digital archives okay. of medieval manuscripts. Okay. I will then search those Latin and chippets and find a medieval manuscript that I can read. Okay. Not all of them I can, <laughs> uh, um, but I'll find a medieval manuscript that I can decode and then figure out what that melody is. And then I try and adapt that to oh, our wow. English Psalms. So that's why a lot of the Psalms that we're singing, you are actually singing like a thousand, thousand year, year old chant, chant melody that I've okay. rehabilitated into a modern English setting wow. of the Psalm. Uh, so that obviously takes me a while yeah. also, but it's like very worth it, I think, because yeah. we're you're actually singing. Like the song we did last week was almost note for note what the original was, wow. and it was a 900-year-old manuscript that I was looking at, which is really cool. <laughs> so not only are you identifying specific texts, you're mm-hmm. also identifying specific melodies for almost everything in the mm-hmm. worship aid, right? Yeah. Impressive. You can yeah. see why that would take a while, though, yeah. too. Yeah. And lots of searching and history. And I'm assuming, though, that's something that you're. Oh, yeah. No, I totally. About, yeah, right? that totally. <laughs> okay. We could get way into the weeds yes. about liturgy, let me with, tell you. With lots of words I probably wouldn't understand. But yes. So um, I think let's kind of uh, close things out a little bit. 
Uh, one question I just ask everybody, um, it, are there any prayer intentions you have that you would like the, the parish to pray for you for? Mm -hmm. um, and we'll go there. Okay. So first one is my son, Anthony. Um, just a very high energy little boy that yeah. we're trying to find the right ways to redirect him and channel that sure. in a healthy way. And yeah. we we're not there yet. And, uh, and then yeah. the other one actually is for the, the, the music ministry of the parish. Yeah. Um, I want the choir to grow. Yeah. I do think sometimes people are a little afraid because yeah. we kind of work to a certain level of proficiency yeah. and then they think they yeah. can't do it. Um, but the other thing is just an openness of heart. Cause obviously we've been pivoting the parish a lot to like singing more in Latin. We yeah. started singing this new Sanctus, right? Yeah, and I yeah. think a lot of people don't always understand why we do that. Yeah. They don't realize that the second Vatican council actually asked for that. Sure. Um, so we're actually trying to get closer to what the council yes. asked for mm -hmm. and not just trying to like go back to the Latin mass, yep. quote unquote, you know, yeah. um, which is, yeah. So at any rate, uh, so for just for the, for the openness of the parish to actually receive yeah. these goods, you know, cause yeah. sometimes I feel like it, it feels a little lead a horse to water yeah. when we're sometimes putting these things in front of people and then they're just yeah. kind of standing there with their arms crossed yeah. and like not even trying. Yeah. And that it, kind of breaks my heart a little. Yes. And I, I think just the one thing I think is too, it, it's so not the norm. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, you go to other parish and, and that's what I notice so much more now. Like if I go to another parish, I'm like, it's easy to forget though, mm -hmm. you know, how different uh, it is at other parishes. And the thing I was just thinking, my wife and I were talking about this, uh, you know, I I remember back when we learned the new Kyrie, mm -hmm. and it was so different. Mm -hmm. I, I knew it in Latin. I learned a lot that. of notes, and it was and, hard. And then all of a sudden, we added all these extra notes in. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, yeah, but I can do that now. Yeah, like I can follow. It just along. comes. Yeah, and it still helps to have it in front of me. Sure, but I can still and uh, uh, the you know the antiphons at the end of Mass. The oh, the good, yeah, 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 the Marian antiphons. Like I can. I can actually sing those, you know, like, mm -hmm. um, so I, I, I do appreciate that. And, you know, it, it does feel uncomfortable at first because yeah. it's just so different. It's so but, different, but um, that's the glory of it though. Right. Cause yeah. it's supposed to be different. It is. And you know, there's that, that um, Bishop Clem of the diocese of uh, Wichita. I think it was just issued a pastoral letter on music. And one of the things he warns against is not trying to sacralize, um, uh, secular music or even secular Christian music, yeah. right? So don't don't just pick popular music and then try sure. and make it holy by doing it at mass, right? We're sure. supposed to do things that are radically different, different at mass because this is supposed to be an it. enter into the divine mysteries, yeah. right? Yeah. It should be totally different than anything else you, yeah. else you do all week. But by consequence, that means we have to habituate ourselves to it yeah. then, and it's yeah. hard. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's Yeah, yeah. That's but a good way to put it. Like you said, David and James, you've done this, like you tell people to sing it just the way you would say it. And like, mm -hmm. I mean, I've appreciated that, like that you've, you know, it, it's, it's different, but it's not rocket science. It's something no. that we can all enter into and trying to make it accessible to everybody. And it's, I think that, yeah, just the, you brought a, a beauty to our church. And yeah. I think just kind of after 
giving it time, I've seen, you know, the threads start to come together mm-hmm. when you really pull them together. There's just a, a different reverence mm-hmm. and it's not an overwhelming or fire and brimstone reverence. It's just right. like a, a, a beauty and a love, I think, right. for, you know, the, the mass. So, so I, thank I you for that. And I just had someone tell me again recently, and I hear this a lot that like they'll, they'll travel away for a weekend. And then they're like, we were really happy to come home to yeah. St. John's because yeah. mass was like, way more reverent and just different right and so you you habituate to it and we forget right and and the other thing i'll say too about the latin because i know someone's going to hear this and and i feel like i need to say it our our, like i said our goal isn't just to drag you back to the middle age middle ages it's actually to embrace this authentic like this is the authentic way of catholic prayer right uh and the other thing is is we're presuming that the parish is capable of rising to that level. I don't want to treat you guys like three-year-olds who aren't capable of it. That was You're exactly capable what I, of that's it. That's exactly what I was thinking. I mean, it's easy to just assume like, well, nobody knows Latin, so nobody's going to learn these. And so it it does take a, a boldness, I think, to say, mm-hmm. no, you can't do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and and obviously you have to be patient and right, you right, do a good right. job with that. But yeah, I'm I'm just impressed. Like, you know, yeah, we can do this. If mm-hmm. It just takes time. Yep. And yeah. And then like you said, an openness, but yeah. Well, end result. And we're trying working. to help you too. No. Like I'm not, not to spill my industry secrets here, but like, you know, we've been singing the, I believe in one God. Well, I transcribed that from the original mm-hmm. Latin. So we're hoping it's not going to happen this year, but maybe in a year or two, sure. we can do credo in unum Deo mm-hmm. because it's, the exact same and it's the same thing with the our father yeah we started singing a different our father a year and a half ago mm-hmm. but it's note to note identical yeah. to the latin so that means that when we're ready for the latin we can make that jump all you easier. have to worry about is the words because you already know all the notes yes so we're trying to actually make it easier for people too That's cool so anyways well <laughs> let's close in prayer um in the father son holy spirit amen Lord, uh, we thank you for this uh, great conversation with James, uh, and we thank you for all he's done for our parish and um, his willingness to uh, just, and sometimes it feels like going out on a limb and really uh, encouraging us and bringing us closer to um, the sacred music that uh, you want us to enjoy and participate in at Mass. Um, We just ask you to give um, give him strength to continue and uh, and the wisdom to help us to learn all there is to learn and uh, just uh, become better at um, participating in the mass and better appreciating uh, the music uh, that's available to us uh, we ask you also to pray for his family and uh, his son Uh, Just help them uh, as parents uh, in that journey of being a parent and and, uh, just finding what's best for each one of our children. Um, And grant him and his wife patience because that's so important with parenting. Um, And again, just uh, give our parish an openness to um, this different... uh, different way of doing music than what so many other parishes do um we're so thankful though for the opportunity that we have and um just continue to bless our parish and as we move forward uh in your name we pray 
Amen. Amen. St. John the Evangelist. Or Apronobis. Father's son. Thank you again for joining us for another episode of The Flock, and we look forward to interviewing our next guest in the coming weeks.